Before we begin, please note that this podcast is intended for mature audiences. I am not a doctor or a therapist, and nothing I say should take the place of a relationship with a qualified medical or mental health professional. Take care. Hello, and welcome to Resting Scared. What if that was the theme song? Wouldn't you love that? Okay, this is the podcast where I, Mary, um, and sometimes a guest, talk to you about living with chronic health challenges, health anxiety, and mental health. How are you all doing? I'm, I'm here. I am definitely here. Um, I really don't have much to say to you life update wise. I'm going to give you a bit of a health update later in the episode, but yeah, I don't know. I had my birthday. Um, that was fun. I mean, it was busy. It was, it was really busy. I had two work events the week of my birthday, um, events that I was like in charge of. So that is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a bummer because I felt like I never, I didn't really get not only the events themselves, which, you know, is like the prep for it, but you know, that's, that's my job, whatever. And then the events themselves, not really that big of a time commitment outside of just regular work hours, just like one extra day, but it's a lot of brain, it's a lot of brain space. So I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to try to not have that be a thing if I can help it, but because it was that way last year as well, but whatever. Um, Birthdays are always kind of an emo time for people. Um, I think... I think one of the reasons why I don't hate my birthday, because I noticed that a lot of people do hate their birthdays, um, is because I really try to not have any expectations. And if I do have expectations, I try to, I try to be good about communicating them. Um, if I want certain things to happen or I want a certain vibe, I try to be pretty clear about communicating that. And you know, so that when something nice does happen or when somebody does something particularly nice that I'm not expecting, I genuinely feel like so nice and like honored and excited. I don't know. Um, so yeah, hot tip, I guess the trick to enjoying your birthday is to assume that no one really cares so that you can either a care for yourself or slash and b You can be pleasantly surprised when you see all of the love that you get. Yeah. Alright, here's a rough one for you. Today is January 30th, and in the year 2020... Can you guess what happened? January 30th, 2020, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a public health emergency. 
of international concern at a meeting in Geneva. Yeah, um, just wild to think about. Most of us had no idea, right? Because most of us weren't paying super hyper close attention to the World Health Organization. Um, I think it was all of our all of our first pandemics, you know, because um, you know they only come around every so often. Um, yeah, and it's just frustrating because I really don't think. I really, really don't think I had heard like hardly anything about it at all before like a week, maybe two before the world shut down. Um, Cause I remember it was like just before everything went down and Ben and I were at this bar at this really fun, cool bar um, that I really loved in LA. And we were talking about all of it. And my dumbass was literally like, I really feel like it's just like the flu. I feel like people are, are really like blowing it out of proportion. And straight up, Ben was like, no, <laughs> that's incorrect. Um, and it's that's also just, you know, that whole argument of it being just like the flu is also just a very ignorant statement. I realize now, um, because the flu kills people like every year it's a thing you know um when i have had the flu it has been literally awful so yeah like just a just a wild thing a wild and inaccurate thing to say um but yeah here we are january 30th confirmed that the world health organization had declared a public health emergency of international concern and our national leadership was like, nah, it's probably nothing. And they stayed like that for a while, didn't they? Um, and here we are. Great. And now I'm going to stop talking about COVID. You're welcome. All right. So I wanted to, like I mentioned in the beginning, um, share with you some personal updates on how things have been going for me um health and chronic pain wise and some reflections that I have on all of that as I like to do you know I love to reflect um so I can't remember exactly where I left off as far as giving you listener um a health update but I know that I had at least told you about the injections, the pudendal nerve injections, and kind of how I do think that they helped, but I still wasn't feeling, you know, like completely 100%. And, you know, the injections do wear off, so it shouldn't be that surprising. Um, And I know I talked a little bit about, like, feeling pressured to take use a certain medication that I didn't want to use by the same doctor who had done the injections and yeah um and you know I have a I have chronic inflammation and it is really complicated and it's not clearly I mean I'm not I'm not trying to be like I have a complicated special thing. I'm just trying to say that like clearly it's complicated um, or else I probably 
wouldn't be still f struggling with it in the way that I am. Um, so I had a, then I had a follow-up video visit with that doctor and she basically asked me to come in and would do another exam and maybe another biopsy and maybe more nerve injections. And it was all very oddly up in the air. Um, and she just kind of said a bunch of stuff that we might do or a bunch of stuff that might, um, might be the cause and might be the, the reason why I'm not doing as better as she wanted me to do. But, um, so I had planned to go in and see her and then I got COVID. Um, so that mystery appointment had to get rescheduled. Um, and then finally I was able to go. And this was, I believe about three weeks ago, like three weeks ago tomorrow. Um, so I had this appointment and I was a little uneasy going into it because he like I said, I wasn't entirely sure it was going to happen. And I don't want to literally describe the whole appointment to you beat by beat, but I could and you would probably be entertained. Um, yeah, it was just like low key awful. And, you know, whenever I'm having a hard time at a doctor's office, I, I do question myself a little bit because I I question my gauge for these things because the experiences have really like compounded on themselves you know and so maybe things seem and feel worse than they would have if the incidents were isolated and not just like more shitty experiences that are filling up my medical trauma reservoir but whatever, the reality is the reality, right? Like the reservoir has been filled. And so the emotions and the panic and the just threshold of what I am going to deal with, just it spills out, you know? And I don't want to sit here and just shit talk this doctor because I do appreciate things about her, Shirley. Um, I appreciate that she does seem determined to solve a puzzle you know she really she really does like she's not just telling me like sucks to suck you know but she really goes about this in a way that makes me feel like such a specimen like a scientific experiment like in that most recent appointment, she had mentioned putting me on multiple different medications, like medications that treat polar opposite conditions, you know what I mean? And I had to, I have had, and that time as well, had to be like, no, because this reason or that reason. And she also wanted to pull me off of meds that I've been using for a long time with no tapering. And, and then she gets defensive when I try to talk about like side effects of medication changes and what you know what actually all of this would mean to the overall big picture and yeah she definitely definitely gets defensive and it's just it feels it feels like a lot there's there is a person attached to the body this isn't like some dead frog in a science class and so just like I don't know. Also, hey, doctors, pay attention to the way you 
I don't know, touch patients, especially patients that you know have trauma. Don't be yanking people's shit around. (sighs) Sorry, I got a little lost here. I lost the thread a little bit, but you get it. It wasn't a great appointment. It was not the best. But ultimately, she did end up doing another biopsy on me. So the biopsy came back and actually, you know, so there was actually some other stuff in between. Sorry, I'm getting kind of like uh, trying to, there's so much stuff I'm leaving out. So I'm trying to just like make sure that I'm telling a an actual complete narration here, but I'm struggling, if you can't tell. Um, There had been some frustrating stuff in between. You know, she had been trying to tell me, um, despite, like, the pretty conclusive results from the biopsy, that there was something else going on, and I didn't think there was, and yada yada. But basically, um, that biopsy came back, and it showed basically, like, an eczema situation and inflammation, and that was the first part of the results. And I actually took this to be a good sign because I was afraid it was going to come back and say, you know, definitively lichen sclerosis or lichen planus. Um, Or the most likely possibility probably would have been like the lichen simplex because that was the first thing that I had when I had my original biopsy. And so I took this to mean that things are improving. You know, there was no mention of any sort of lichenification on the skin. Um, And I took this to mean that my skin is getting better. And yeah, there's obviously still something else going on. Like it's not completely healed, but I didn't actually even need a biopsy to tell me that. Like that that was already a thing. So the fact that it is not showing that anything has gotten worse is truly a really hopeful finding to me. And I don't know, I just felt like it could have been, it could have been just viewed as good news. Um, but the other thing that she had kind of tested the the sample for was um, mast cells. Um, and I don't know, I think I told you that she has me on something called a mast cell inhibitor. Um, and so the biopsy also showed a like high number of mast cells. And to me, that, you know, is a frustrating, I get, because I've been on the inhibitor, the mast cell inhibitor, but it also doesn't feel that surprising either, um, because I can feel that there's an issue, and if I couldn't feel it, then we would not be here, there wouldn't be a problem. And so I actually just decided to kind of like look it up, even though I've done this before, and it was definitely a little bit of a Dr. Google moment, but... I just wanted to look up the like definition for mast cells and basically they are a hist like a histamine response that your body does when it senses something dangerous you know attacking it or whatever it sends out these like mast cells to protect you um inflammation all of that um so it's similar to an allergic reaction And I know that I probably sound a little, like, extra or whatever, but honestly, like, hearing this, hearing 
that mast cells are evident and seeing what the point of the mast cells are honestly makes me feel very, very compassionate towards my body because clearly my body is working so hard to protect me. I mean, that's really the point. And yeah, like the wires are being crossed and that protection is like causing harm, but my body wants so badly to be protected and to be healed that it is really throwing everything out there as a way to achieve that. And I can't help but feel like there's something really, I don't know, kind of amazing and maybe even like impressive about that. The body is impressive, you know? And I do think that it is maybe a good sign, actually, or a good trajectory to be on, feeling compassion and maybe even impressed by what my body does, as opposed to just hating it and resenting it and being so hateful towards my body that it's not doing the right thing or not doing what I want it to. So yeah, I don't know. I kind of like read this very clinical definition of mast cells and I got like weirdly a little like, I don't know, it pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. (laughs) It was literally just a very clinical diagnosis. Like if you can look it up, I'm not going to read it right now, but and because I think it made me feel like maybe sad isn't the right word, but just to think of how hard my body has tried to work and how much hate I have given it despite it doing literally everything it can for me um I think that my body is just really showing how much it wants to be well and wants to you know show what it can do and I also think that it's it's a way that your that your body that the that the very physical very clinical thing of your body is showing you that it loves you and I know that sounds very woo-woo but that's what I think and you know we talk about different types of love languages in relationships and how sometimes the way that you want to be loved is not the same way that other people are good at expressing love and I just kind of feel like this applies to you know my body. My body's love language is sending out these histamine-like responses and inflammation because it's trying to protect me in this way. And yeah, it's not how I want to be loved. It's really not. But it is something that I can appreciate for what it is because it is my body truly trying its hardest, trying to do what it knows how to do. Maybe trying a little too hard, one might say. So oddly, like, your immune responses, your inflammation, your alarm bells, and your false alarms, these are your body showing you love. Inflammation is one of your body's love languages. And, yeah, I don't know. When I think of it that way, it's kind of sweet. And, like, with any relationship, if you, if you, you know, with someone you love... If someone you love has a different love language than you, but you really care about them and the relationship and you want to invest in it, 
you find a way to accept your differences and expressing feelings and in expressing your love for each other. And if that can happen for your other relationships, then we can apply it to, I don't know, our single most important relationship ever, our relationships with ourselves and with our mind and our body. Yeah. So I'm realizing that this episode kind of took on a bit of a Valentine's Day theme. And I don't know, maybe I should have saved it for next time, but meh, I gotta live my truth as it happens, right? And really, Valentine's Day can come early, you know? The grocery stores, the grocery stores do it, so. I hope that you, you know, have the Valentine, the number of Valentines that you want to have, um, keeping in mind that you you can be your own valentine i love that i've always loved valentine's day anyway okay um maybe i'll have a different spicy topic for next time Hmm. (laughs) so that's it for today i hope that you are having a good month and that your january is wrapping up beautifully I am thrilled to be over a big work-related hurdle for the next couple weeks, like month actually. Um, so I hope that you're I hope that you're vibing um, and staying warm and dry, if that's what you want. But if you want to be cold and wet, that's your business. Thanks so much for listening and for being here. I love you so 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 much come back in two weeks. Goodbye.